Welcome to Tools for this podcast, episode 20. Spider-Man Far From Home, spoiler review, spoiler alert, we're going to talk everything there is to talk about, Spider-Man Far From Home. So without further ado, on Nerd and Up Nerd, let's start the show. What up, brother? What up, Kev? How are you this week, my friend? I am good, man, I am good. Uh, just enjoying this amazingly hot weather that we're having. We are having a heat wave here in the GTA, the greater Toronto area of Ontario, Canada, where we do uh, live. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, um, yeah, the weather's been the weather's been nice for the last uh, little while. It's been uh, it's been a relief because I feel like we've been stuck in like I don't know, like post winter. Crappy weather. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we just got uh, air conditioning in the house uh, last year. Believe it or not, I've been living in this house like pretty much my whole life, and we just got wow. AC. So wow. I actually look forward to coming home now. <laughs> I bet. I bet. That must yeah. be a treat after yeah. all that time. Play with the penguins. And, and along with this wonderful weather, we have a gift from the Fandom Gods, which is Marvel the, fan, the fantastic. Spider-Man Far From Home, which we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, top line, uh, uh, are you are you loving this as much as I am? I Because I personally, just spoiler alert, love this movie. Yeah, no, I, I really dug it. I, I Yeah, no, I, uh, I had a fun time at this one. Uh, much, I feel like... Go ahead. No, I was going to say much better than... Um, well, I'm not going to say much better, but it was better than uh, Captain Marvel. I would definitely put it above that. Uh, yep, definitely. Yeah, I would definitely follow you with that. Yep. Um, I still think Endgame was phenomenal. So yeah. uh, to me, yeah. it was it was below Endgame, but it's it's still up there. And nothing is going to be Endgame, I don't think. But uh, yeah. you're right. I agree with you that it's up there for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I, I want to go into detail about why. Um, but uh, you know, I feel like the last like little while, the last month or so, maybe you know, ever since Endgame and ever since Game of Thrones ended, there's been like this dark period of every movie that comes out bombs, mm. and I don't really like anything. I don't really feel like talking about anything. Um, but uh, Spider Man uh, really brings it, um, and, and and let's go. Let's get into it. Yeah. No. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, I had to hit the cue. You true Canadian boy. <laughs> yeah, I had to hit the cue. All right. Want to start it off? All right. Wanna... So, uh, the, what, you know what? I'll, I guess I'll just start. When yeah. this when the story begins, uh, we are picking up things 
very soon after the events of Endgame. Yes. And the world is 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 really dealing with um, the uh, aftermath of the snap, which we now know is going to be referred to as the blip. The blip. Because, yes. because that's how everybody who disappeared experienced it, right? They, yeah. they only disappeared for a moment. They came back. It was five years later. But for them, it was like a blip in time. Yeah. So – in the world we're calling it the blip and and uh, in the beginning of this movie we we get a great a great fun thing which is uh it's the morning announcements at peter parker's high school yeah. basically yeah. uh but it's like a like a youtube show it looks like almost um i guess i guess schools do this I now, guess, they have now i was gonna say i guess that's just the way it is in schools yeah, they, we didn't have video. We didn't have video morning no, announcements no. when I was in high school, but I think they do this uh, pretty commonly now. Yeah, I, um, I feel like our uh, morning announcements was more like uh, the movie Grease. <laughs> I don't know if you. Uh, yeah, if you no, remember. totally, yeah. exactly, yes, yeah. no, because I was actually I was <laughs> I was student council president in high school, okay. and I had to I had to go on the morning announcements a couple of times, yeah. and I was like, wow, this actually looks like the PA system from Greece, like, yeah. like, like all this shit that in our, our school system uses is that fucking old. But, yeah, yeah. um, <laughs> anyway, totally. totally off track. Yeah. Um, we get a, a quick update, uh, of what's going on. And basically we find out that, um, everybody in this high school who blipped comes back five years later. And, of, and you know, there's a lot of people in the high school who didn't blip and now they're five years older. Five so, years so everybody's all mixed up now in this high school world of, you know, we're in class now with kids who, when we left, they were five years younger than us and now they're all big and grown. Yeah. Um, and so we deal with that right away, which is good because I, a lot of people I think had questions, uh, in the, you know, in the time between Endgame and this movie, like, how are we going to deal with the fact that Tom Holland is five years older, but it's like he's still in the same grade at school. Well, Um, that was, uh, cause we're at the end of Endgame. Um, he, there was a scene where he's back in high school and he sees Ned and they like do like the, uh, the homie hug. Right. right And that was my first, my first question is like, like, how how are they the same age? Who snapped and who didn't, how is he still in the same grade? It's five years later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we get a lot of discussion of that actually in the first, in the first, um, uh, in the first yeah. act, in the first act of this film, anyway, yeah. um, is a lot of dealing with that. Um, Aunt May is throwing a fundraiser for people who were made homeless by the snap right. because this is a this is a real thing I never thought about. Right? Um, in those five years that went by, you know, a lot of people disappeared and their homes are no longer waiting for them when they come back. You know, somebody else lives there now. Yeah. Um, so there's this whole you know, I guess wave of people who were, were made homeless by the snap. And that's what we saw the Aunt May fundraiser in the trailer, but we didn't know what it was for exactly. That's what it's for. She's raising money for, cause it happened to them. It happened to Peter Parker and Aunt May. They both got snapped. Right. They both came back and their, their apartment was gone. Yeah. Uh, which was a great little, great little fun thing. I never thought of, um, but they really de- dealt with it uh, cleverly. I yeah. thought in the first act here. Yeah. Um, and, and so we quickly established that Spider-Man, um, is stressed out. Uh, he's, he's still the hero in New York. You know, everybody loves him and people are asking him every day, are you going to be the next Iron Man? And that's the whole thing is the world is memorializing Iron Man and the other Avengers who were lost. And people are asking, uh, is who's going to be the next, uh, Iron Man. And, and whenever Spider-Man is, is, goes anywhere, He's a very public figure. He gets interviewed. He, he they put him on TV all the time, and he gets gets asked, "Are you going to be the next Iron Man?" And it's really stressing Peter Parker out. Yeah. And and the whole first act of this film 
is really Peter Parker kind of just trying to escape this whole thing. Just trying. I just want to be a normal kid. Yeah. I just want to go on my class trip. Uh, I just wanted to uh, tell MJ how I feel about her, give her a gift, kiss her. Uh, all of these, all of this normal things I don't get to do. Uh, and I'm trying. He's trying to escape this whole Iron Man thing. Yeah. I, I like this a lot. This really feels like a Spider-Man film right away. Like uh, one of my criticisms of the MCU films is that uh, some of them just kind of feel like it's one running TV show, and there's not enough delineation between them. There's not enough, you know, just individual uh, encapsulated story, like character stories. Okay. It's all like one big thing, right? Um, this feels to me like an encapsulated Spider-Man story. Like, a, like a, it, it's really, especially later on, it really uh, draws comparisons to Sam Raimi Spider-Man to me. I, 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 right. I felt, I felt like this Spider-Man movie could have been the true sequel to Sam Raimi's Spider-Man two, which I think is universally everybody's favorite Spider-Man film. It's certainly mine. I felt like this movie lives up to the promise and potential and greatness of that one. Um, and kind of pays tribute to it in a bunch of ways, yes. including including more than, the more than one, yes, yeah, you including know. something we'll talk about later. Yeah, uh, surprise, I was say. surprise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but so, uh, um, yeah, but also, this is what I like. I like I like Peter Parker struggling. Right, this is essentially Spider Man. Yeah. Peter Parker Peter Parker struggling with um, balancing real life and Spider Man, and we get into that right away. And Tom Holland does a great job. I really feel. His uh, acrimony, I really feel like, wow, he's like really bummed out legitimately. Yeah. I also liked, um, so in this whole time period, he just wants to be a kid. He doesn't want to be Spider-Man. He just wants to like escape reality and go on this vacation. Um, There's that scene where, uh, um, fuck, I'm drawing a blank on his, on the character name, um, John Farrow. Happy. Happy. Oh my God. I don't know why I can remember. When yep. Happy's like, oh, um, Nick Fury's going to be calling you. And uh, and his phone starts ringing and it's like unknown. He's like, that's Nick. Are you going to answer it? And he's just like, eh. And he hits like, ignore or whatever. He's like, yep. did you just ignore <laughs> Nick You Fury? just ghosted right? Nick Fury. You, ghosted you Nick don't Fury. ghost Nick Fury. Yeah, that's yep. it. Right. But uh, yeah, no, I love like that was like it became like the little like kind of running gag every time like his phone rang. He was like fucking ghosting Nick Fury because he just yeah. wanted to go on this trip. He didn't want he wanted to leave his costume in New York. He just wanted exactly. to go. He just wanted to be a kid. He just wanted to go and do his thing. And you have just reminded me of something. Another thought that I had um, while I was watching this was that it reminds me of the first Iron Man a bunch of times i think that's intentional but you but you you mentioned happy and happy does play a pivotal role in this he does play uh the same kind of role to peter parker that he played to tony stark in all the iron man films um and uh you really kind of do see peter's development kind of paralleling tony stark's early development through happy's eyes and that's it's clearly depicted on the screen and you know might as well be you know you're beating over the head with it kind of it but it's still it's wonderful it works and and it's it's a uh, it's really really great clever storytelling. There's a lot of callbacks too. There's a, there's flashbacks from uh, a bunch of uh, Phase One, I think, um, exclusively uh, MCU films, oh. and and they're just they're just directly cut. Just like scenes are just cut uh, and pasted in here. And um, there's moments where you know, like the, like there's a scene from Iron Man One. What's that's a, treated as a flashback in this. Mm. Um, 
And it reminded me of the comics. If this was a comic book, they would have done that to fill you in on some past plot. But there would have been a little bubble that said, see Iron Man issue number 66. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <coughs> Bless you. So that was, uh, I think, fun and cool. And, 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 and maintaining this balance, right, of the Spider-Man movie being this encapsulated, like, really authentic feeling Spider-Man movie while also keeping its ties to the overall MCU mm-hmm. strong throughout and really well done. Really well done. I thought. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, plot wise, we're on, uh, let's go to the plane. So they're, uh, they're, um, going to, um, Paris. Was it Paris that they went right. first? Uh, no. yeah, they're going on European Prague, trip. Prague. It was Prague first. Right. Or uh, Venice. Venice. Yeah, you're right. Venice, Venice. first. Yes, they go to so, Venice. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to I was going to bring up the little scheme that 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 he tried to uh to to sit beside MJ. Right. There's a great scene <laughs> uh on the way to Europe, um uh Tom Holland, Peter Parker and his best buddy Ned. Ned, yeah. They're sitting together on the plane. Ned, how do you feel about Ned by the way? Um I like because Ned. I, like I feel Ned. like he's I feel like he's aged a lot though. Yeah, uh he does he definitely does look older than than Tom Holland does, but I still think it works for me. I don't know. To me, I, I feel like it still works. Yeah, his voice has deepened. Yeah, a great degree. Um, and yeah, his face looks older. Tom Holland's face looks older. He's more square jawed. He worked out, put on some weight for oh, this. Most definitely. Yeah, no, he definitely been working um, out like crazy. And honestly, like my one minor criticism of this is that I feel like maybe these main characters do feel too old now to be 16 year olds right because they actually are supposed to be 16 they 17 they, they he said 17 uh, in the film he said i'm a 17 okay. flash was 16 okay yeah. um but still uh i i have trouble believing that I, it falls away i think pretty quickly i forget about it but um I want them to move on. I want there to be a time jump is what I'm saying. Like the next movie, I want them to be graduating from high school. And then the next movie, I want them to be like in the middle of college. Like I want them to jump quickly. I feel like uh, the next one, they'll be in college. They probably won't even show graduation. Yeah, you know I mean, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I don't know. I feel they're like, still juniors. So I don't yeah. know. Like it depends. They they don't do big. They generally don't do big time jumps in. um in MCU well, films? I mean, in the MCU individual films, because they got to keep them in line with everybody else's films, right? True. So that so that when we get to the big, I don't know, we'll see. But um, that's the one minor thing that I have about it. I want them to jump forward in time. Right, right. But anyway, this plane scene is really fun. Yes. Uh, Peter Parker wants to sit beside MJ, and there's a new uh, romantic threat. There's a new boy interested in MJ. Yeah. He's a, he's one of the kids who didn't get snapped. Yeah. He was he's one of these kids who was a little kid when they left, and now he's this big handsome jockey dude, <laughs> Brad. And of course, his name is Brad. Of course, uh, and uh, he's kind of he kind of becomes the antagonist for the the high school romance plot line again. Very Spider Man y. Um, the, the and. Uh, you got to give shout outs to Zendaya for uh, just a great performance uh, as as MJ. Definitely a different take on MJ. Yeah, this is not Sam Raimi's MJ. No, no, no. or not even not definitely not the comics NJ either. But uh, mm-hmm. this this NJ is MJ is definitely uh, fun to watch and brings a lot more to the to the 
traditional, you know, uh, female girlfriend wife character of the superhero. She brings more depth to it. Mm-hmm. She brings uh, she brings more for us to to chew on as a character. Definitely, uh, it's a, it's a fun uh, little high school romance romance plot. Anyway, yeah. uh, P- Peter tried to get with MJ, and this Brad guy trying to get with MJ. Peter constantly kind of trying and failing he doesn't get to sit with her in the airplane she sits with brad they share headphones he has to watch and he's sad and he's mopey about it yeah. <laughs> it's cute and it's cute and it's fun and uh the whole cast um the whole high school cast is fantastic and they added um uh, now I'm blanking on his name uh the teacher who wasn't in the first movie oh, but he's in uh, the car jb jb smooth jb smooth yeah yeah, yeah 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 and he's so damn funny yeah He's so damn funny. Uh, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> it's witches. Every, yeah, every time something supernatural, <laughs> fantastic happens, he thinks it's it's witches, it's and he's just it's not funny when I say it, but when he says it, it's so damn funny. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, he was good. Um, yeah, Martin Starr was really good. Um, Martin Starr is always great. Yeah. Uh, you know, people love him from Silicon Valley and from Freaks and Geeks, man. Yeah, yeah, way, um, way back. All the Judd Apatow films yeah. that he was in, uh, yeah. he's just a fantastically funny guy and yeah. uh, doesn't disappoint in this for sure. No, actually. Uh, so yeah, um, quickly we get to Europe and um, shit hits the fan right away. Ned uh, has a girlfriend. Uh, yeah, Ned manages to <laughs> Ned, Ned manages to get a girlfriend on this plane on ride, flight, even though he was um, uh, talking about all the um, the um, uh, European love that they were gonna have when they were when they were right. there but meanwhile that was as soon as he gets off the plane he's like hey babe and he, we find out that he actually is now with the girl that he's sitting beside right which, which worked was it, funny. Which, yeah. it was a great device because yeah. it keep it like it, it gets ned out of peter parker's way for the rest of the movie yes, it, and, but uh it, it gives him a funny uh his funny his own funny storyline throughout the throughout the film yeah it was all very cute, and uh, and it, of course it plays off of the fact that Peter Parker is feeling, you know, uh, lonely and yeah. kind of and and kind of left out uh, from the whole experience, yeah. the whole time. Um, uh, we did skip the the very beginning of the film does not start with Peter Parker. It starts with Nick Fury and uh, Agent. Well, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Colby Colby Smolders na- character name who I forget. Yeah, Darn it. Yeah. Um, uh, but they are in Mexico right. and, um, you know, there's a new threat. There are these elemental monsters. Uh, one appears before them in Mexico. Um, and then, uh, Mysterio shows up and fights it, uh, right in front of them. Yep. So, uh, we get the villain, uh, or the, you know, these elemental monsters right away and we get Mysterio right away and we get Nick Fury and Colby Smulders right away, mm-hmm. uh, before any of this even starts. Okay. Um, when we get to Europe, this plot line picks right back up because there's another attack by another one of these elemental monsters. This time it's a water creature in the, in the canals of Venice yep. and, uh, Mysterio shows up and fights him. Spider-Man tries to fight him. Peter Parker tries to fight him without his costume which is a cool uh, scene. Uh, they do a bunch of this in the in the first act of this film or second act. I don't know where we are exactly as far as acts, but yeah, um, those first acts though. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of action of Spider-Man, of Peter Parker, you know, in Spider-Man action out of costume, just yeah. 
Peter Parker. So uh, you can't do CGI as much in that in that situation. You're dealing with a live action uh, Peter Parker uh, mm-hmm. trying to make him do all those Spider Man moves. It's uh, it's it's very it's very challenging technically. Mm-hmm. Um, it it doesn't always work 100. percent I'm going to say there are a couple of times where I think it looks really corny, mm-hmm. like when he's on the when he's on the bridge and he gets knocked back by that Hydro monster, like. You, you can you can see he's being dragged by cables. He's not being yeah. knocked back. Like you can't see the cables, but you can tell yeah. like by the motion of what's happening. Yeah. Your yeah. eye your eye isn't fooled by that illusion. Yeah. There are a couple of a couple of moments like that where it falls apart a little bit. Um, but that's only when he's out of costume. Mm-hmm. Um, those imperfections don't show up uh, anywhere else that yeah. I noticed. Well, now you now you're bringing that up. I also noticed like when remember when he's running up, uh, across like the poles. A la, like fucking, um, uh, uh, why am I drawing a blank on the name of that movie? Um, uh, something monkey, uh, Iron Monkey, whatever. Oh, uh, I was gonna say, I, I was gonna say Assassin's Creed, the, the video. Yeah, game. yeah, true. Yeah. But the first thing, I, Iron Iron Monkey, uh, the first yeah. thing that popped in my head was that movie because it's very reminiscent when he's running right. across the bamboo, whatever, right? Right, true. Um, but yeah, the, when he's running again uh, on those poles. Uh, I have like a deeper said, cut. I have a deeper cut for running on top of poles. Oh yeah, don't, that don't. you will you will appreciate. Oh, okay, um, Remo Williams. Oh my god, <laughs> that's right. At the end, when he's running across like the um, the Statue of Liberty uh, things, whatever is that, he's is got that he's got to run poles? across poles as part of his training. I I, I think he's got to. Is that what it was? Because yeah. that's it, it. It came back later. When uh when he's like fighting uh, whoever right. it was the bad guy I can't remember. Oh, we got to rewatch Remo Williams. Yeah, so. I know it's been a long time, but yeah, if I remember correctly, that training came in handy because uh, that's when they were redoing the um, uh, Statue of Liberty, and right. and, and it, it had all the scuffling, the scuffling, right. whatever. Scaffold, right? Yeah, Sca- I can't say the word. Wait, was you know what I'm saying? Um, Scaffolding. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, if I remember correctly, it was like this training brought him yes. for that if we're <laughs> yes 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 uh, that's too funny but anyways yeah back to what i was saying um yeah i definitely noticed the cgi was a little off when he was jumping across those things like right. it didn't look natural right right like it, yeah, it a looked little, good a little bit clunky, right a little clunky. yeah it looked good it, it just you could tell it, it was a little off like he was right. definitely on strings <laughs> and yeah. he probably wasn't touching them yeah, it's either, not. It's you know not. I mean? It's not. It's not the perfectly fluid motion yes. of Spider of Spider Man in his costume. Yes, most definitely when, when he's out of it. Yeah, um, but it's we forgive it. We forgive it. It's yeah, still no, still a great movie, yes. and it'll, it'll, it'll they'll do it better next time they try it. For there sure. You go. There you go. Everything it's just gets better. Yes, <laughs> with technology. So yes, back to um, to Peter Parker on the bridge fighting. Right. So, uh, yeah, the water monster, water elemental shows up. Um, people were speculating, is this Hydro Man from the comics? Um, no, that never happens. Um, people were speculating that all these water elementals, um, spoiler alert, uh, it's not the Sinister Six, um, but, um, they are just elemental monster creatures Mm -hmm. and, uh, Mysterio shows up again and, uh, takes over the fight and beats down basically, Spider-Man helps, but he's kind of, uh, you know, uh, clumsy and kind of out of his costume. So he's like yeah. awkward and wearing that, and, um, that mask. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's this, mo- <laughs> it's this moment where Mysterio shows up and he's clearly the hero, right? Yeah. He's clearly in charge and, you know, the hero that everybody's expecting Spider-Man to be, you know, maybe the new Iron Man. 
but Spider-Man's just like lost and bumbly stumbly and like, oh no. And it's, they're really showing this kind of contrast between where everybody expects Peter Parker to be and where he actually is, right? Right. With this Mysterio character. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, that's all weird. And everybody's like, whoa, okay, that was weird. And then we go back to our hotel after the, you know, the monster is defeated and we see um, Mysterio on the news. And it's actually Ned, I believe, who gives him the name Mysterio. It's yeah. the high school kids anyway. Yes, yes. Because uh, he, the lady on the television says something, uh, man of in mystery, Italian. yeah, in Italian, man right. of mystery, or whatever translation. Uh, but the word, if I remember correctly, is Mysterio, and they're like, Mysterio, that's a cool name, right? <laughs> All right, so yeah, All right. And this is the point where we we've seen the trailers, and I want to say, by the way, I feel like we saw a great deal of this movie in the trailers. Like, there were some good lines that were taken from the trailer. <laughs> yeah, like I, I wish, feel like I wish, like, like in time. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I wish they like even left that line out when he's like, it's like, what's up with you and Spider Man? He's like, what? He's you know he's good, blah blah blah. And he's like bigging up, and he's like, what's up, Dick Watt? <laughs> right? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, stuff like that. I wish they kind of left out of the trailer. Yeah, I uh, I feel like I that, that's that, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I, I like there wasn't a, a an entire scene of this movie really where I was like, wow, I had no idea that there was going to be anything like that in this movie right. because I felt like there was so much given to us. Uh, in the promotional marketing, yeah, maybe because of the big twists that happen in the post-credit scenes that were big surprises. Mm. Maybe they were like, "Well, we can we don't have to worry about big surprises. We can we can give away a lot of this and show everybody how good it is." But um, <clears throat> I did feel that way all the way through this. I was like, "Yeah, I've seen almost all of this yeah. uh, at some point." Yeah, yeah, there was a lot, um, which is unfortunate when they do that, and <laughs> um, especially with really good like lines they weren't if it'd be different if it was just like throwaway lines but come on that was a great line <laughs> i mean like what's up dick yeah Mark? absolutely right absolutely. like totally big enough swear man and fucking disc yeah and his face like come on <laughs> yeah and to your point it's kind of he doesn't have a lot of moments like that like yeah. you think if you're giving away that great joke in the trailer it's because he's got a lot of great jokes like that in the movie yeah it's really his only great joke like that in the movie yeah. uh um he is in it enough like and we do get a little bit of uh, a little more about his character, I think, um, uh, for later on, you know, what we're going to do with him. Uh, they have big plans for him, obviously. Um, the Flash character. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I feel you on that, on that, on that one line there. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, this is the part where Nick Fury shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he tranks Ned and he. Which is another great moment they get in the trailer. But yeah, but it does but go a, on more, which I like. Yeah. It's a fantastic so, comedic scene yeah. uh, where Nick Fury is trying to have a conversation with Peter Parker and P- everybody's banging on Peter Parker's hotel room door yeah. and interrupting their conversation yeah. continually and just annoying Nick Fury. Uh, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but it's a great contrast again because this reminds me of the early scenes where Nick Fury is trying to recruit Iron Man, right? And he just shows up somewhere Iron Man is and the difference between showing up for Tony Stark and showing up for Peter Parker. It's just like another day on the job for Nick Fury, but we've seen him doing this in different circumstances now. So we can like, we can, we feel like the, the parallels and the contrasts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I love that about that. Um, but uh, you know, Nick Fury, you know, uh, tells, tell Spider-Man, look, uh, these threats are happening, these elemental monsters. Um, and we need your help. 
uh, Tony Stark made you an Avenger. We need an Avenger. Uh, we we got to go. Yeah. And uh, Peter Parker's like, no, uh, I don't want to. I want to finish my vacation. You know, I can't. You can't. You get somebody else to do it. I saw that Mysterio guy. Yeah. Um, what about Thor? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thor's in space. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, obviously Peter Parker goes with Nick Fury, and they we have that other scene that we saw in the trailer where he meets Mysterio, uh, Quentin Beck. Um, he actually gives Mysterio his name in this scene. Uh, he wasn't going by the name Mysterio, yeah. but Peter Parker's like, "Oh, that's what my friends call you," and he's like, "Yeah, I like that," and he adopts it in that scene. Yeah. Um, and he gives us his whole uh, story of how he's from another Earth and parallel universes, and he's chased these monsters here because they destroyed his planet, and he's trying to save their planet. Yeah. And Peter buys everything, and um, Fury gives him the Edith glasses. Yes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the Edith class? Which stands for, even in death, I'm the hero. That's <laughs> Tony Stark. Which I thought was fucking great. It's a fantastic <laughs> joke, for sure. For sure. So uh, the Edith glasses are uh, billion-dollar glasses, as we find out <laughs> later on. Uh, I believe Happy is the one that said that, whatever. Uh, he's like, yeah. Yeah, did you just really just drop the billion, like, <laughs> you know, <whatever. laughs> It's funny because these are Tony Stark's blue sunglasses that he's been wearing yeah. for a while. Um, and now Peter's been given them. Yeah. Uh, and we're kind of just, uh, like, they're a big factor in this story. Like, these yeah, glasses huge. are a big character in this story. Yeah, huge. Uh, huge MacGuffin. So, yeah, um, yeah no, uh, he gets the uh, he gets the glasses. Um, then he, uh, he throws them on, he figures out, um, essentially it's, um, uh, Jarvis, but it's Edith, right? It's similar, similar concept. Right. Yeah. It's Jarvis with a female voice. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Essentially. Yeah. So, uh, there was a great scene where, uh, where, um, he, uh, finally they, so he convinces them that they're not going, sorry, I'm, I, I was going to jump ahead by that. I just realized okay. that something. Um, yep. uh, he tells them he doesn't want to do this. And then uh, Nick Fury basically uh, kiboshes his trip <laughs> and takes over. So uh, the next right, day, he, tell, he tells Nick Fury, "I no. can't leave my trip. They'll yeah. know I'm Spider Man, right?" Yeah. So then Nick Fury's like, "Okay, I'll, I'll fix this for you." Yeah, because because Nick Fury tells me he has to go to Prague. Yeah. Right. So um, so they're supposed to go uh, to I don't remember where they were supposed to go. I feel like it was Paris. And then he uh, basically um, yeah Paris gets they were going to go to the Eiffel Tower. That's right. And then he gets one of the guys <laughs> from his crew to show up in this big ass bus, and all of a sudden they're going to Prague. Uh, the teacher is basically is sold that it's their true tour group that planned this. <laughs> their trip got their tour got upgraded. <laughs> yeah, it got upgraded. So um, meanwhile, it's Nick Fury just taking over yeah. and saying, "We're moving your whole trip to Prague because we need Spider Man in Prague." In Prague. So uh, yeah, so they go they go on this um, they go on this uh, bus ride. Uh, eventually, they pull to this like stop, and the the henchman guy, whatever that's with Nick Fury, stops Peter Parker and he's like, "No, you go in that room." So, anyways, he goes in there, and then they give him a the black suit, <laughs> which we uh, which is kind of similar to um, Spider Man Noir in a way. 
um, because yeah. he's completely black, right? The stealth suit. He yeah. actually gets. He actually gets that later on. Uh, they send. They send some blonde lady to yeah. where he is in Prague, and she gives it to him in a shed. Yeah. Um, but it does come from them. It, they give him a stealth suit because he says, uh, "I can't let people see Spider-Man is in Europe at the same time as me, yeah. or they'll know." No, exactly. Right. And then, because um, of Washington. Yeah. There you go. And then, um, and then she's like, literally, like, yeah. So take off your pants, and he's like, "What? <laughs> take off your pants." Uh, and then he starts to take off his pants, and of course, um, the other love interest walks Brad. in. Brad, Brad, it's a great comedic <laughs> scene. Brad, Brad. <laughs> Brad walks in on Peter Parker with his pants down and this yeah. strange blonde lady in yeah. a shed. Yeah. So he of course Sna- he and snaps, snaps a, a picture, picture of it. to show MJ because he knows that. Peter Parker likes MJ, so this gives him the upper hand. So there's that. Now we can go back to the scene I was going to talk about is when they're on the bus. Yeah. (laughs) And he's trying to figure out a way to get the picture off his phone. So Uh, he decides to use Edith. And instead of trying to wipe the picture out with Edith, he instead calls in a fucking strike. (laughs) Right. right. I don't know if we mentioned the (laughs) Edith glasses. The Edith glasses have control over Tony Stark's global network of satellites yeah. Yeah. with um, with uh, drones. Yes. So, uh, yes, uh, Peter Parker is trying to use the Edith glasses to remove the phone, uh, the picture from the phone of yeah. Brad, yeah. of him with his pants down. But instead, he calls an orbital strike to kill Brad. <laughs> Which is, then, um, yeah, another another great little scene. Um, <laughs> when, uh, it's a, yeah, when it's about to shoot, whatever, and... Uh, he was. He says, "Like, look at the goats or something like that." <laughs> yeah, it's a great comedic action yeah. scene. First of all, um, it, it, it's immediately apparent why these Edith glasses are a terrible idea uh, because they keep getting knocked off Peter Parker's face, and he keeps losing control over yeah. Edith, and he keeps having to scramble to get the glasses to put him back on his face. Yeah. I don't think Tony Stark would have put such a important technology in such a vulnerable position personally but that's neither here nor there it was funny but so the, so now this drone is trying to kill brad and peter parker's trying to stop it yeah. he can't order it to stop because the glasses keep getting knocked off his face yeah. and there's this great comedic scene where he's got to distract everybody and stop the drone from killing brad at the same time yeah. uh it's really funny so yeah um <laughs> so yeah so you figure so he finally stops it um, and then we go to, that's when we end up in Prague, right? Yes. So their, their hotel, everything is all, all nice now because they were staying in the dump prior because. Yes. And now, and now, the, now they've, they've got upgraded. the Fury upgrade. Yes. Yeah. Um, now I'm drawing a blank on one. And, and, and then, oh, and they're was... given, and they're given free opera tickets so that they will be safe that's because. Right. Because the elemental, the fire elemental monster is yes. coming to attack Prague and, uh, you know that's Nick Fury's answer for for keeping them safe yeah. uh, during the fire battle attack. Give them opera tickets, and uh, there's a great, mm-hmm. it's a great funny scene. We don't want to go to sit in the opera for four hours um, because there's some street party going on as well at yeah. the same time. Big Probably. street carnival. Yes, right. So the festival of lights. I think it was. Is that what it was? I, I missed that. You know, and if I knew more about the world, I'd probably know what this was in real life, <laughs> but. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure that's what they called it. Anyway, yeah, okay. Um, so yeah. So here we. So here we are. Uh, we're all in Prague now, and the fire elemental is coming, and Peter is in, conscripted by Nick Fury and 
Mysterio mm-hmm. uh, to help them fight this elemental monster. And they tell him uh, it's very important because this fire demon is the one that killed Mysterio's planet Earth in his alternate dimension. Right. And if it if it gets if it absorbs too much metal, it gets too powerful. There'll be no stopping it, and Earth will be destroyed. Right. Um, and at this point, you know, Peter Parker is completely, you know, resigned that he has to help, but also completely bummed out because mm-hmm. all he wants to do is go spend time with MJ, give yeah. her the gift he bought her, tell her he likes her, and he can't. Yeah. But he has confidence in Mysterio. And he's going to do his duty to help out, basically. Right. So the fire elemental attacks. And uh, the battle goes uh, pretty poorly. It gets, uh, it it destroys the carnival. It absorbs first the merry-go-round. And it then gets huger. No, Oh, yeah, yeah, the merry-go-round. Because um, I was going to say. Merry-go-round first. And then it has to go for the Ferris wheel. Yeah, Ned and Ned and and his girlfriend, I think it's Betty, uh, are on the Ferris wheel. And they're trapped at the top of it. And the fire demon is coming for it. And Spider-Man's got to keep it away. There's another thing which I thought was uh, great that they they threw in here. Because remember, he, because he's like, um, isn't that Spider-Man? And Ned's like, no, that's not Spider-Man. That's... uh, (laughs) Um, night monkey night monkey there you go i knew that's it was a monkey, great something. a great a great joke from this film yeah, um so ned is trying ned is trying to cover up the spider-man's there because yeah. they're worried everybody, everybody's gonna figure out peter's spider-man yeah <laughs> so betty goes hey is that spider-man in that black suit and he's like no that's some european ripoff yeah <laughs> he's called night monkey and it, and then this becomes a thing in in the news it's reported that yeah. night monkey fought the <laughs> mysterio and night monkey <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Uh, Made me laugh. Out yeah, loud. that was that was good. That was good. So yeah, so uh, of course they they defeat the uh, the um, the element, the fire uh, elemental. The fire but elemental. of course, <clears throat> Mysterio is the one who defeats the fire elemental. After yeah. it looks like Spider Man messed up and and let it get too powerful, yeah. Mysterio but does this brave heroic iron man like move where he says i'm going to do what i should have done last time and he actually dives inside the monster and destroys it from the inside somehow yeah so it and then and then there's this heroic moment where is mysterio dead from what just happened and spider-man you know jumping down oh my god mysterio mysterio you know and it looks like this might be another iron man tony stark tragic moment right Yeah, yeah um but of course, Mysterio is fine. He's just the hero. Yeah. He's the hero that everybody wanted Spider-Man to be. You know, it's pretty clear at this point, yeah. um, like how Peter Parker is going to feel about this guy, right? And um, Nick Fury kind of, kind of belittles uh, Spider-Man in a way because he like gives uh, Mysterio all the props, and he's just like, "Yeah, thanks." <laughs> to, uh, absolutely, to absolutely. Spider-Man, right? So Fury gives Spider-Man <clears throat> some shit for not stepping up, for not being ready to be uh, the kind of hero like yeah. uh, like Iron Man, right? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And you think, well, Fury's just trying to do his job and trying to motivate the heroes to be heroes, right? Yeah. Um, but um, from this from this Peter Parker perspective, well, you know, we feel it on this personal level uh, for Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, from here we move on to this next scene where uh, Peter Parker and and Quentin Beck, uh, Mysterio, mm-hmm. it's after the battle. They're sitting in a bar 
And Quentin Beck's like, dude, we just did something great. Why aren't you happy? Why aren't you ready to celebrate? Yeah. And he's still just bummed. He's still just like, I just want to go back to my, my high school trip. Yeah. I just, you know, and these glasses, I don't want them. And here they should be for you. And he, and, and he, and he gives Mysterio Edith yeah. signs over control of Edith to Mysterio. And he says, here, these were meant for the next Iron Man. It's not me. It's you. You're the next Iron Man. You deserve them. You should have them. And I don't I, like okay. Being Spider-Man fans, obviously, we knew that Mysterio was not going to be a hero, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, when were you expecting the reveal to come? Uh, how do you feel about how this was handled? Uh, I wasn't sure where. Uh, to be honest, I wasn't hundred sure where the uh, the turn, the heel turn, <laughs> was going to happen. Um, I wasn't hundred percent sure. Uh, I was explaining this to. The guy that the person that I saw with is a huge like comic book nerd, and I was even telling him, I'm like, dude, my my ex- uh, Mysterio knowledge is literally the '70s cartoon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so um, I don't know as much about Mysterio as like uh, say right. you and he does. So, right. um, so the 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 next part of the like the third act that we're getting into now was completely now that to me, like you were saying earlier. Uh, you kind of you knew where everything was going because but you knew he was a bad guy. Right? Well, I knew he was a bad guy. This I knew. Okay, right. Okay. But uh, the whole uh, what we're about to get into now, what we're going to talk about, I did not see coming. So it's all new. It's all yeah. new. It, like they rewrote his entire story in the comic book. Uh, Mysterio was a failed Hollywood special effects. Yes, this is what guy. he was explaining to me. Yes, right. Yeah. Um. Um. But uh, we get a, a, a different version of kind of the same trope yeah. with, with this version of Mysterio. And, and this reveal, I thought, was really super cool. Yes. Uh, I, I they tied uh, it to Civil War, which I thought was great. Right? The, uh, oh, the sure. Beginning, yeah. The beginning of Civil yeah. War, how we see uh, the young Robert Downey Jr. in the video. And then we right. he, he steps forward. He takes off the right. glasses. Everything disappears. Right. Right. Okay. But then we Let's see get the there. Beam. Let's get there after we talk about oh, okay. Sorry. How, how this reveal <laughs> happens. Okay. So in, the, in this moment, Peter gives, um, gives Quentin Beck Mysterio yeah. the Edith glasses. Yeah. And, and I knew in this moment, okay, this has to be the point where we turn. Mm-hmm. Because this had to be... Quentin Beck's entire goal the entire time was to get, get Edith yeah, from Peter Parker and get him to sign over control of them like he did. And 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 exactly as I thought, yes, this moment is so fantastic. Peter Parker gives him the glasses. They have a nice warm hug. Peter, Peter Parker's happy. He feels relief. He's going back to his class trip now. He's going to leave the superhero stuff behind until he you know deals with MJ. Oh. And he's leaving Quentin Beck in charge. So he feels like Totally super happy. He walks out of the bar, walks away, and as soon as he walks out, Quentin Beck leans back and everyone in the bar and everything in the bar starts to dissemble and fade away and disappear because it's all holograms. And then Quentin Beck, part of his clothing disappears because it was holograms and and he starts laughing and he says, see how easy that was? And then you realize there's a few people around him who are like his team helping him out. But the whole thing was an illusion. Yeah. Um, and, and we find out at this moment in this cool way where, you know, up until now, 
this Mysterio character had been seamless to us. It had, it had appeared as just another Marvel superhero. He had looked like Doctor Strange meets Iron Man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now all that comes away and you see just like a real dude and and he loses like the the, the character affectation. This is where the, the great acting chops of uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal uh, really kick in in yeah. this moment. This he really sells this moment so powerfully. It feels like you've switched into a different movie. It feels like you've switched into a different reality when the illusion falls away, and and that is such a great way of telling the power of Mysterio, right? Yeah. Because like it had the same effect on us that it's having on Peter Parker, basically, right? right. Like all of reality kind of was not what we thought it was. A second ago, and we, and it, we just feel that it's not like explained to us; it's just shown to us, and we feel it. It's awesome. And then we slowly find out that basically everyone in that room worked for Tony Stark. Right. Okay. Right. And I'm and I'm I'm not I'm trying to remember exactly how the progression went. And yes, we just go right from here to a. He just basically jumps up and just makes an announcement to his entire team, and he gives this whole plot away, and yeah. we find out who Quentin Beck was. He was a technician who worked for Tony Stark, yeah. and he invented the BARF system, which is the BARF, which was that that holographic system that Tony used to recreate past events, yeah. to explore, to do investigations, yeah. which we saw in Civil War, like you were saying. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, Quentin's uh, whole uh, backstory was he developed that, product for tony stark for stark um and then stark fired him figured out that he was a little crazy yeah um and and fired him and then we find out that he has a whole team of people who are all former stark employees who all also you know ran afoul of the system somehow and all feel like these are like rejected tech geniuses and they feel like in this superhero world like they used to be stars for what they could do, mm-hmm. but now in this world of superheroes, nobody cares about them. Everybody overlooks them, um, and they've teamed up to create this fake superhero, this Mysterio, yeah. so that they can basically get like power and success and wealth and fame. I guess, even though it's all like a an illusion, yeah. right? So this, I guess this... their goal is is to make Mysterio the next Iron Man and to all benefit from the rewards from that, even though it will always be a secret that, you know, Mysterio has this entire team. Yeah. This scene kind of reminded me of, uh, did you ever see that movie, The Dictator? No. Uh, with Sasha Baron Cohen. So there was, so throughout the movie, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen keeps killing his employees basically. Right. Like they'll do something and then he like basically hires them to be killed. Right. Right. But so he thinks that they're killed. But in reality, they're, they're all sent back to, um, they're all in New York City. So there's a scene where he walks into this bar, which is basically a bar dedicated to the hate of his character, um, which is Ali Dean or something like that. And um, everyone in this bar was someone that he was uh, um, basically, uh, he, he was told to be assassinated. But they're not assassinated. They're all in this bar. <laughs> Right. So basically, yeah, it's just like it's a bunch of former employees who hate yeah. <laughs> him. So it's kind of it kind of reminded me of that when I was watching. It. I was like, "That's funny." Right. So, anyways, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So instead of him being a a Hollywood uh, special effects creator He's, who 
who feels like his work was never appreciated. Yeah. He's a tech genius right. who feels like his work was never appreciated. Yes. And this entire team of tech geniuses is working together to create the the elemental monsters are all fake. Mm-hmm. They're made with drones and 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 holograms yeah. and uh, Mysterio's powers are all fake. It's all drones and holograms combined. Yeah. Um, his powers uh, but, and his backstory is fake as well. Because he's not actually from the multiverse. Right. But is, they're also good at what they do. That the There actually is real danger. Like the monsters do actually cause damage. Mysterio is really kind of powerful. It's just um, it's not like the any kind of power that we've dealt with with any other kind of character well, in the, the MCU before. The monsters don't cause damage. The drones are the ones that cause the damage. Right. They cause right, the damage right. to make it look like the monsters cause the damage. Right. But there is damage happening. There is danger yes, from yes. these. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, but it's all—it's still—it's still an illusion at the end of the day, though. Yes, right? so. it's a dangerous illusion, but it's yeah. an illusion. That's yeah. not a real power. Yeah, uh, any of it. So no uh, Sinister Six, like it's not Hydra Man, um, <clears throat> and all the other Sinister Six characters uh, playing these elementals, like a lot of people were theorizing. Mm-hmm. Um, just Mysterio, and just this new kind of take on Mysterio, which I think is. At the same time, true to the spirit of the original character, okay. and a cool modern update that ties us all into this, all this Tony Stark Iron Man lore that we're dealing with in this film at the same time. Right. So, uh, so quick, quick question for you. Now, did you feel that they were kind of going the same route as the Mandarin with this one, because they're creating a fake kind of, well, in this case, oh, a fake interesting. hero. You know what I mean? Interesting. I didn't. I didn't think of the Mandarin. That's um, yeah. So one of the first things that popped in my head because I was like, "Great, all these fanboys are going to go online and hate on it now," <laughs> which didn't no, happen though. That, which I was what? surprised. I, I guess I can see the slight comparison uh, narratively, yeah. but I think it's done so much better. It's like the Mandarin was a kind of a big disappointment. Yes. Um, in Iron Man two, yeah. and I and just and uh, Mysterio has done so well and so cool. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're going to get any kind of comparison to that, yeah. really. Yeah, but I'll, I'll um, be honest. That was the first thing that popped in my head when they finally yeah, revealed yeah. that it was. Like, I, oh, I never oh, thought oh. of that, but that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, um, so yeah. from there, uh, so we get we get Mysterio basically revealing his whole plan. Um, now that they've got the EDA technology, they're going to use the Stark satellites and drones mm-hmm. to create the biggest uh, threat they've ever created. And then use Myster- and Mysterio is going to save everybody from that giant new threat that they created, and then become the world's most famous superhero. Basically, yeah. is their plan. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and from there, we go right back to Peter Parker, and he's gone, gone back to the hotel, and he finds out that the rest of his trip has been canceled. Yes. That uh, everybody's packing up and getting ready to leave in the morning because all this stuff with the monsters happening in Europe, their parents have all demanded they come home because yeah. it's too dangerous, yeah. basically. So yeah. Peter Parker thinks, damn, my chance is over. It's ruined. But he makes a desperate plea to MJ. He goes and knocks on her door and he's like, look, I really wanted to do something fun on this trip. It's over now. Do you want to come with me? She's like, yes, definitely. Yes, let's go. Yeah. So uh, they they go and we pick up finally on this uh, Peter Parker, MJ uh, storyline and and this is where uh, it gets really kind of cool uh, because uh, we get um, MJ revealing that she already suspects that uh, Peter Parker is Spider-Man yeah. because of the events that happened in uh, the previous movie mm-hmm. in Washington and because he keeps disappearing now 
uh, to go, you know, whenever the monsters show up. Um, and uh, he's like, no, no, he denies it at first. And then um, in, in this scene, uh, I don't, she discovers there's a broken piece of technology yes. from the drones from the last elemental attack and um it it's it gets left over and it accidentally gets turned on in this scene yeah. and they figure out in this moment they figure out that the elemental monsters were an illusion yeah and spider-man kind of figures out that mysterio's a fraud yeah. in this moment and then he suddenly goes okay you're right i am spider-man because we got to go deal with this right now yeah. uh it's really great it's it really is uh, true to character true to spider-man storytelling uh like like i was saying when this when i said this feels like it could have been the, the true sequel to sam raimi's spider-man 2 i'm talking about scenes like this where um like no other character do these events play out in this same way right mm-hmm. um the, the the balancing of his life and the coming together of his personal life and his superhero life the way it does and, and the way that always focuses around mj kind of the way it does like like with clark Kent and superman Mm. Um, uh, it really felt really wonderful to me. Uh, anyway, yeah. uh, so now, so now MJ's suddenly on the team. She knows Peter Parker's Spider-Man. <clears throat> so now she's like Ned. So now Ned and Peter and MJ all are in on the secret together. Yeah. All of a sudden. So uh, when Ned, I don't know exactly the order of events after this. Uh, when Ned shows up and they realize that they all know, but uh, that's right. fun. When they go back to the hotel room. And then that's when um, he's like changing right. to become Spider Man, and then right. Ned walks in and he's like trying to like make up something. And he's like, "Don't worry, she knows." Right. It's actually very soon after. Yeah. Before that, we get a quick scene where we go back to Quentin Beck, uh, Mysterio, finding out that they lost a piece of one of their drones, that's right. and then using Edith to track down the missing piece of their drone. And they find out in this same moment, they see Spider Man figuring out their plot. So then, at this moment. Mysterio announces, now I have to kill Peter Parker, and it's your fault. And he points guns at all of his team at this point, yeah. showing us that this Quentin Beck guy really is kind of a psychopath. Yeah. Like, he really he is cool business. with hurting people, killing people. Yeah. Even though even though his goal is just to get famous, and it's because bad stuff happened to him, and Tony Stark was mean to him. Mm-hmm. He really is an asshole. He really is a villain. Doesn't care who he hurts, who he kills. Yeah. And he announces in this scene that he's going to kill Peter Parker and his friends because they know because they know what about his illusions. Yes, right. Um, I feel like Nick Fury and Colby Smulders' characters kind of get lost a little bit in this part of the movie okay. because at this point they don't know that Mysterio is a fraud. They still believe Mysterio is Mysterio, yes. but Spider-Man knows Mysterio is a fraud. So. Uh, Fury and Smolders kind of become ineffectual and uh, honestly those two characters are a little weird throughout the movie and we find out why later there is an explanation for that um, but at this point in the movie when I was just watching it and I didn't know what the explanation was going to be I was just like hmm, Fury and her and I, I wish I knew her name I should look it up but um, I felt like those characters were like huh okay anyway sorry <clears throat> that was a digression so, but uh <laughs> I'm looking it up for you right now. Uh, uh, Maria Hill. Maria Hill. 
Agent Hill. Hill. Agent Hill. Agent Hill, I guess. Right. But yeah, Colby Smulders is her is her real name, and yeah, Maria Hill. All right. So, oh. but yes, go on. Okay. Well, I'm just I'm just trying <laughs> so, to remember what hap- what happens next with the yeah, school so trip. Remember he uh, he tries he's he's trying to find uh, Nick Fury. Um, he right. Nick Fury meets him and and remember he picks him up in the car. They go to a location, and then um. And then uh, he basically gives them the shows them the piece with the uh, hologram, and then all of a sudden things are going all fucked up. And then we figure out that that whole scene is basically just an illusion, and it's really right. uh, Mysterio just fucking with uh, with right. Peter Parker with with Spider Man. And uh, Nick Fury had Nick Fury actually had nothing to do with it. He didn't even know that he was uh, he wasn't even really there because it was all an illusion. So. Right. Um, yeah, long story short, he uh, he fucks with him so bad that he gets hit by a fucking train. <laughs> so he thinks he killed Spider-Man, basically. <clears throat> right. Um, this is actually our first fight between Mysterio and Spider-Man. And Spider-Man uh, Mysterio draws Spider-Man in with this Nick Fury illusion. Mm-hmm. And then the illusion eventually gets revealed. And we get a fight between Mysterio and Spider-Man. And I want to say it's kind of... It's kind of hard to describe it that way, honestly, because the way Mysterio fights with his illusions is so surreal that it's like, um, you know, Spider-Man is never fighting what he thinks he's fighting, right? Like the scene is constantly changing and disassembling itself and reassembling itself. And it's visually so cool. And this is where the movie really starts to get awesome for me and starts to remind me of like Into the Spider-Verse or or Doctor Strange at some points because – this is where it breaks away from this um, standard MCU visual storytelling mm-hmm. that really bothers me. It, it gets super colorful and super cool and super experimental visually. Yeah. And I kind of almost feel like I, I can't explain it really well. Like it really has to be seen yes. because this it's an illusion battle and um, it's done in such a cool psychedelic way. And it's so Spider-Man. Like yeah. it feels like it's like a, like a, like a really great Spider-Man cartoon in live action form. There's one really cool part when, uh, throughout the entire, like, um, illusion where he, uh, he actually goes back to the first costume that he was in. I don't know if you caught that. Uh, remember yes. when, he, when he made his own costume, whatever. Yes. Yeah, yes. He's like uh, in his own. I'm like, wow. Mysterio, cool. when he's messing, when Mysterio is messing with Spider-Man, mm-hmm. he's changing Spider-Man's appearance the yes. entire time. Yeah. And he changes him from costume to costume to costume. And he puts him in his original hoodie costume yeah. from the first movie uh, for part of this scene. And that's uh, like, the, again, this is where it reminded me of Into the Spider-Verse. We get yes. all these ver- versions of Spider-Man's look in this scene. Right. Um, true. And it's super fun and super cool. Yeah. And super Spider-Man-y. Yeah. So, yeah. So, he uh, gets hit by a train. And he yes. uh, basically... And the fight, the fight ends with him losing because, yes, Mysterio puts him in front of a moving train. Yeah. He gets hit by this train. And he wakes up uh, in <coughs> a... Um, was it a... I'm trying to remember uh, what what town it was. Not, uh, not is Sweden. It... Stockholm? Denmark. Anyway, as some as some Scandinavian town, he wakes yeah. up in in a drunk tank, basically. Yeah, and he's, um, uh, he's because wearing he a was, football shirt or a soccer shirt. <laughs> yeah, and his prison guard is wearing his Spider-Man his stealth suit, <laughs> and they're all they're all goofy and fun and sweet people because yeah. they're because they're Scandinavian. So of course they are. Um, and at this point, he 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 makes the call of shame. 
he uh, he he calls Happy. Yeah. He 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 borrows somebody's phone and he calls Happy and he says, "Look, I screwed up. I need a ride." Yeah. And Happy Happy shows up in a Stark jet yeah. to rescue him, and we get a great scene, um, which we've seen a lot of in the trailers again mm-hmm. on the Stark jet. But what we don't see in the trailers is Spider-Man breaking it down emotionally in yeah. the beginning of this. Peter Parker has been through the ringer and he just got run over by a train and everything just seems to go wrong for him over and over again. And he realizes he was given Tony Stark's glasses and that he gave them to the villain and he doesn't know how to get them back. Mm-hmm. And and he's feeling like a total failure in this moment. And and Happy gives him a great pep talk, yeah. um, which which I really love. You know, he's like... You know, no, you're no Tony Stark. You know, because Peter Parker says this. I'm not Tony. Everybody wants me to be Tony Stark. I'm not Tony Stark. He's like, you're right. You're not Tony Stark. Yeah. Nobody's Tony Stark. But let me tell you something. Tony Stark was my best friend. And Tony Stark was a fucking mess. And, and Tony Stark second-guessed himself all the time. And Tony Stark was, was you know, upset and, 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 and beating up on himself all the time. And, and Tony chose you. Tony trusted you. And and that was the only re- decision he never doubted. Um, it's such a such a great scene. John Favreau, um, you know, I don't want to say he's a great actor, but he's just like a such a likable guy, yeah. um, and um, so real uh, that he's like a like an anchor. You know, like he really just brings home the human uh, connection to everything. Yeah. And um, like I was saying, when this reminds me of the first Iron Man. It feels like an echo of the first Iron Man in a lot of ways, and especially here. Um, and then we get the reveal. Uh, you know, um, Spider-Man needs a suit, yeah. and and he's like, "Don't worry." Uh, and he hits the button, and he opens up the back of the jet where the where the Stark equipment is to make the new suit. Yeah. Tom Holland goes and starts working on it, and we get a great moment where Happy just stands there watching him smiling because you can tell he reminds him of Tony Season and Tony. Yeah, yeah, and he says. You know, uh, you know, don't worry about me. Yeah, you take care of the suit. I'll take care of the music. And he goes and he puts on ACDC, uh, uh, and, a, a, gr- a great Iron Man moment. And Holland um, says, I love Led Zeppelin. I love Led Zeppelin. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Right. So yeah. like, like, like Tony Stark, like Robert Downey Jr. could have been in that scene. You know, they brought him back. They evoked him. They honored him and they moved forward from him in that scene yeah. so well. Yeah. Um, so so wonderful so wonderful um and uh and then we get the new spider-man suit the what everyone calls the steve ditko suit um because that's what it looks like from the the comics the what sorry the steve ditko uh suit from the steve ditko comic book uh run okay Uh, that's what that's what the suit looks like uh and what's going on with the class trip at this time i'm sorry i'm just trying to Remind myself here. Um, yeah, that's true. What, I'm trying to blank myself. I don't know if they're going home still or what they're doing. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, around this time, anyway, uh, is the big attack? Yes. Uh, Mysterio's oh, no, giant. The uh, happy grabs um, grabs um, Ned, uh, MJ. Um, Flash, and I believe Betty, if I remember correctly, remember, and he's like, "Yeah, that's I'm, after the attack I'm, starts." Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Spider-Man. You work for Spider-Man? I said, "No, I'm with Spider." 
Yeah. Right. So he grabs them, and then right. um, yeah, and then they. So the whole class is still there in danger, and when the elemental attacks, the giant elemental now, because this is the Stark Tech elemental, it's a combination of all four of the previous elementals. Yeah. Um, so it's four times as big and powerful as all the other ones. He starts to attack. The class is in danger. A happy shows up and gets Ned and MJ and Betty out of danger, and yeah, they have that great scene. Yeah. Uh, that you just uh, mentioned yeah. that we saw. This and they go well. into, um, I don't know, they, I guess it's like a museum, whatever. And then there's like all the armor and all that stuff around. And, and uh, MJ I think it's London. These. Yeah, it, it probably is London just because of the armor yeah. and stuff like that. Um, yeah. yeah and, they, and she grabs the mace and all that stuff. And they're like hiding from the drones. Uh, but meanwhile, Spider-Man's trying to get to where Mysterio is. He's trying to, yes. he's trying to get into, um, I guess the middle of it, where where Mysterio is in this, right? Uh, in and this now thing. that the and now that the illusion of Mysterio is revealed, we get a different kind of Mysterio. Like mm-hmm. we're not getting we're not getting Mysterio flying around and shooting lasers anymore. We're getting uh, Jake Gyllenhaal standing in a control booth, basically a virtual reality control booth, yeah. giving orders to his team, oh, controlling dude, the illusions. You know what we completely forgot to uh, bring up? I'm sorry, I we should have brought this up earlier. The Peter Tickle, or Tingle. The Peter uh, Tingle. Peter. Yes. Remember, uh, uh, they brought that up at the beginning. And May's joke. Yeah, and with, May, the, with and the banana. Because that yeah. comes into play in this scene. Oh, man, completely forgot. Sorry, bro. <laughs> but the it's Peter okay. Tingle. That's okay. Yeah. It's, another great, it's another great Spider-Man thing, right? Yeah. Like Spider-Man, always in the comics, Spider-Man, his powers get messed up, right? Yeah. He loses them sometimes. And this happened in the, in the Sam Raimi movies, too. He lost his powers for a little right. bit. Right, right. Due to his emotional state, when Spider-Man gets too stressed out, his powers start to screw up on him. Mm. And in this one, he starts to lose his Spider-Man spider sense a little bit. And Aunt May calls it the affectionate name, the Peter Tingle. The Peter. And 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 Peter's like, oh God, don't call it that, don't call it that. And then of course, that's what everybody keeps calling it throughout yeah. the rest of the movie. Yeah, is the Peter Tingle. <laughs> but um, he does have a problem with it. It's, it goes away. It goes away. Um, and, and but he needs it to fight Mysterio, yeah. and that becomes important later on. Is that that is how he eventually learns how to defeat Mysterio's illusions? Yeah. Is to just trust his spider sense. Yeah. So his Peter Tingle is actually what saves him. Yeah. <laughs> his Peter Tingle. <laughs> and there was that great scene when uh, when he jumps into the elemental, and you see all of the um, uh, the drones. And he's like basically fucking with the drones, uh, attaching yeah. webs to them, because um, yeah. he's gonna bring them all uh, crashing, crashing down, so he can figure out where Mysterio is. Um, and yeah, that's how basically how he finds Mysterio. Yeah, <laughs> Who's and it's that. so it's a it's another super cool, interesting boss battle, yeah. like we haven't seen before. I don't think like this didn't remind me of any other previous boss battle from no. any other MCU films. And uh, again, Super Spider-Man, super, you know, he's he's in the middle of this giant illusion, uh, attaching his webs to all these drones, making them crash into each other um, and uh, fighting his way towards the control room where Jake Gyllenhaal is controlling all these illusions yeah. to to confront him. Uh, when he gets up close to him, you know, it turns back into that uh, similar to that previous fight where. Uh, Mysterio is just throwing illusion after illusion after illusion after Spider-Man, yeah. and uh, Spider-Man has a great um, a great hero moment, which reminds me of other great hero moments from past films that I loved, like like The Matrix when Neo finally realizes he's the you know comes in his power when he's the one. Or, he realizes yeah, he's when, the one. Right, yeah. right. Um, when uh, Spider-Man uh, just closes his eyes 
and trusts the Peter Tingle yeah. and and basically blind fights his way through the illusions, through the drones, um, to Mysterio and and drops him with a punch. Um which, of course, is the way it should be because Mysterio has no superpowers. He's just a normal guy. Uh, so Spider-Man punches him one time. He should like be able to kill him with one punch. Um, and then, uh, you know, I won't give away exactly how it ends, but uh, it is, it, it is uh, a great, uh, clever, fun way that Spider-Man defeats Mysterio. It is so Spider-Man. And the thing about the Spider-Man character is... Um, he's not actually my favorite. I, have, I do have a great affection for him. You know, I followed him my whole life, yeah. um, and and I do I do really like him. Not one of my favorites because I do prefer the superheroes who are kind of tougher, kind of more macho. Like I like I really like the guys who like feel their own strength and get puffed up and then have a moment where they just beat the crap out of the bad guy. And Spider Man never really goes there, right? He's always a little bit insecure, a little bit bumbling. When he wins, he's just so happy that he won because you know, like the entire time it was like. He's basically almost dead, almost dead, almost dead because he's, you know, never, he never really has that I'm powerful, I'm feeling my power kind of thing. Right. And, and you know, you can love, you can like that, like that or dislike that about Spider-Man. And that's, that's kind of just why he's not one of my favorite. But, but it, it, is, it is authentically portrayed in this film. So if you love that about Spider-Man, you will love this film because Tom Holland does a great job. I, I read that he was inspired by Michael J. Fox's performance in Back to the Future for this film okay. and i and i specifically saw that in the performance there are especially in the third act when spider-man specifically is um is is in all these action sequences and he's yelling uh to other characters mm. I, I he sounded like marty mcfly to me like almost like he was doing an impression okay. uh of, of marty mcfly uh from Back to the Future, but that voice, that that character affectation is perfect for Peter Parker. It is, it is essentially Peter Parker, um, right. and, uh, and I, and I think if you're a Spider Man fan, you are going to be in love with this film. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, uh, we're going to talk um, post credits. Uh, when we get there, when we get there, uh, okay. let's just say, let's just say, Spider Man obviously wins the battle, um, and uh, you know has his moment with MJ finally, where he gives her his gift, even though it's broken now. Uh, she doesn't care. Uh, they have their kiss. They have their their romantic triumph moment and their and their kiss, and and we establish that uh, Peter Parker has basically achieved his goal by balancing his superhero life and his personal life by bringing them together, by allowing them to coexist, right? By trusting MJ with his secret. Now he can be himself and get what he wants in both areas of his life. Um, So a great, fantastic victory for Peter Parker uh, in the end of this, Uh, a great comedic moment with Nick Fury and happy. Um, uh, Just, just what they're talking about where, you know, Nick's complaining about Spider-Man ghosting him and happy's like, don't worry, he'll call you. Yeah. And basically I felt like they're, they're saying like, okay, now happy's treating Peter Parker. Like he's, Tony Stark. Right. When it, when he says to Fury, "Don't worry, he'll call you." Like that like that's the way he would have acted with with Tony Stark, right? Right, right. True, true. So, so again, more like just great wrapping up of all of these uh story threads throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um and then the class goes home. Uh Flash Thompson has a really sad moment. This this stuck out to me. 
Uh, this is why I think we're going somewhere with this Flash Thompson character. Okay. When everybody gets home, their parents are all waiting for them to pick them up, and Flash just has a limo driver. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, my mom and dad couldn't make it, huh?" And, yeah. and like they didn't have to include that, but they're tra- they're they're trying to make us feel some kind of oh, Flash is kind of a sad character uh, here, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to play out big time later on uh, if they do what we hope. Right. And then we get a fun then we get a funny scene. Oh wait a minute! Is that in the post credit? Am I skipping to the post credit? Um, no, basically, uh, basically after that, um, he uh, he goes on a date with MJ. Remember, he picks her up and he takes her swinging throughout the city. Right, right. So um, this, the the movie ends with with Peter Parker uh, with Spider Man swinging MJ through the streets of New York City. Yeah. Um, I think this is a great thing for classic Sam Raimi Spider-Man fans too, because we had that terrible moment from, I don't remember if it was from Spider-Man one or two or three, but uh, where he's swinging through the streets of New York with MJ, MJ's holding onto him and it's obviously a mannequin that she's holding onto. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't remember that. I feel like there's this famous. It's it's it sticks out in my mind anyway. There's this famous scene where Spider-Man is swinging MJ through the streets and it's obviously a mannequin, and it's really embarrassing. Right. But this, but this scene is really realistic of Spider-Man swinging MJ, yeah. and she's terrified the entire time, and she hates it. Yeah. Um, and then we go to the credits. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then our first post-credit scene. Yeah. Well, that's that would be mid-credit. Is uh, would you like to take us there? Well, yeah. So mid-credit, uh, he uh, he basically takes her back to I guess where he picked her up. And then uh, he's saying goodbye, and then he jumps up on the light post. Then all of a sudden, the TV, everyone points their their attention to the TV, and we see a video of uh, Mysterio, which was clearly taken in from when Spider-Man defeats him, and he basically, uh, it's re-edited to make it look like Spider-Man killed him in cold blood. Um and then he releases his uh, his real name, his true identity. So it makes can Spider-Man. I, can I hmm? can I just back you up a little bit oh, and say the big reveal here? Uh, there are a couple big reveals here. Yes, but the the TV screen that he's looking on, he's watching J. Jonah Jameson right. J. Jonah of Jim- the da- the Daily Bugle yeah. net, which is obviously made to look like Infowars and Alex Jones, which is fantastic. Uh, what's also fantastic is it's the return of J.K. Simmons yeah. as J. Jonah Jameson, yeah. uh, a, a character, an actor who was beloved in the in the role in the previous Spider-Man films, returning to reprise the role um, in this new updated version, this Alex Jones version of J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. So he's revealing this big scoop. He's gotten this video from – it's obviously from Mysterio or his team because – that's the other thing we were uh, talking about on the on the way the drive back home, and I was saying clearly it was uh, from his team, like it wasn't sent to him by, by Mysterio because Mysterio died, <laughs> right? We so, assume Mysterio died, Kev, but yes. I don't want to say a hundred percent that I believe that Mysterio died because Mysterio is the master of illusion, right? So true. I believe. Uh, I don't think we've seen the end of Jake Gyllenhaal personally. Okay. I, I I really think that we're going to find out that that uh, his death itself was actually an illusion, or or maybe his team goes on and brings 
Jake Gyllenhaal back as an illusion mm-hmm. because he is really dead. Um, that could be a thing that happens too. But I, I don't think like, it's not a hundred percent certain in my mind that 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 Jake Gyllenhaal is gone. Right. Um, but it, it, there is the question: Who edited this video? If he's dead, who edited this video and who gave it to? the dailybugle.net and obviously his team could have they they all survived and they could have done this yes. um so the video was edited to make it look like spider-man was the bad guy in the final fight yeah. it, and it was made it was edited to look like spider-man ordered the drones to attack uh the city and it and and it's made to look like spider-man killed quentin beck in cold blood yeah. and then it ends with quentin beck announcing spider-man's real name is peter parker yeah. and then you just cut to spider-man's face grabbing his head going what the f-? Yeah. and then black yeah. uh it's so fantastic right like it rips you right out of the events of this movie and into what the hell spider-man is in a is in a mess now yeah. it's a great it's a great if, if this is a trilogy the Spider-Man uh, film series, mm. it's a great end to act two, right? Like, it's it's Han Solo frozen in carbonite. It's like, oh my god, what happens now? Yeah. The entire world now knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And also, again, reminds me of Iron Man 1, because Iron Man 1 ends with Tony Stark announcing to the world, I, I am Iron Spider-Man. Man, yeah. and, then Iron the movie, Man and then the movie just ends, right? Yeah. Exactly the same way this movie ends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. The entire world knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man, and now what? We don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to throw that when you said that. <laughs> well, yeah, no, you're absolutely so, right. So much fantastic stuff here. We, J.K. Simmons is back. Yeah. J. Jonah Jameson is back. The DailyBugle.net is awesome in this version of the world. So do you think this will confuse the casual uh, Marvel-watching fan? You know no. I mean? like, yeah. No, I, don't, I, I, don't, I think the casual fan is like, that's fine. I know that's J. Jonah Jameson, yeah. and I know, that's, I know that's Spider-Man, and I don't have to think about it any more than that. I don't, they don't care. I don't think so. Yeah, okay. You know, I don't think so because people... J., J. Jonah Jameson is like a character who they don't have to ever recast, right? Like they could mm-hmm. keep recasting Spider-Man and just keep J.K. Simmons as Jonah Jameson forever, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, think it, I think it should be done that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, I, I'm, I'm totally cool with the – wasn't it a, wasn't J. Jonah Jameson black in the in the uh, second coming of Spider Man from correctly? Yes, yes, that's right, that's right. Yeah. And and it's it, he was fine, but he wasn't yeah. the icon. He wasn't the iconic J. Jonah Jameson. No, right? I agree. Like, that guy, like this is this is basically the live action version of the Nelvana cartoon version that you were just playing the theme song from. Right. right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're mind. absolutely in right. You're mind. absolutely right. So okay. Uh, end credit scene. So, end credit scene. Why don't you talk about the end? Uh, yeah, so we um, we're back in the car with um, uh, what was it, Agent Hill and Nick Fury, That's and right. uh, they're I don't remember exactly what they were saying, but as they're talking, all of a sudden they start to morph, and then we figure out that they are actually um, uh, scrolls, um, and we're like, the fuck. So, uh, <laughs> and then, um, if I remember correctly, doesn't, uh, doesn't, um, what's his face? Um, uh, why am I drawing a blank on the actor's name now? Um, fucking Krennic from, from Rogue One. Yeah. Um, or Ben. Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn. Um, yeah. yeah. Doesn't he call, uh, Samuel Jackson? He's on the phone with him, whatever. And yep. then, uh, he's sitting in front of clearly what looks like a, uh, a, a blue screen of him 
uh, on a beach. Yeah. <laughs> and then he uh, and then he gets up, and of course it, the screen shuts off. Um, and he's walking in. Uh, I can't remember if he's in flip flops, but he's definitely like wearing shorts. And um, and he's on a spaceship. He's clearly on a spaceship, and there's scrolls all around him. So he's clearly not on Earth. So he uh, he has Ben Mendelsohn and his sidekick basically playing his wife. Uh, that's what it was. Yeah, that's right. His wife uh, playing right. um, <laughs> Agent Hill and Nick Fury on Earth. Right. right. So the big was, reveal is yeah. <clears throat> the big reveal is okay. The reason that Fury and Agent Hill were a little bit off and a little bit weird throughout this movie mm-hmm. is because they were scrolls the entire time. Yeah. They they were these the same uh, scroll couple from the Captain Marvel film, the husband and wife team, who who were the good guys basically. Yeah. Um, uh, the good scrolls. Uh, the scrolls are being treated slightly differently than we expected because we're expecting the Marvel comic Secret Wars or Secret Invasion uh, storyline to pick up now. Which and in that storyline, the scrolls are evil and they're trying to take over Earth by replacing all of the heroes. Um, and in this in this version that we're getting in this MCU version, the scrolls are good and they're replacing our heroes still. So we're kind of getting a, a different take on Secret Invasion so far. We still could get the classic Secret Invasion where we have just good scrolls and bad scrolls. So there could be some of our heroes are secretly scrolls right now and evil scrolls working against us. And I think maybe that's what we're going to find out later on uh, as things progress. But um, yeah, so the big reveal here is that Nick Fury is actually not on Earth, but he's got his his scroll agents um, on Earth, basically helping him out, doing stuff for him. Yeah, yeah. And the reason um, Nick Fury was fooled by Mysterio was because it wasn't Nick Fury; it was the scroll trying to, you know, pretend to be Nick Fury. He wasn't, you know, full Nick Nick Fury, uh, yeah. basically. Right, so he's excused for being fooled by Mysterio in this film, which is cool. Uh, and Ben Mendelsohn, you know, any excuse to see more of him? These characters from Captain Marvel—they were kind of the best part of uh, one of the best parts of Captain Marvel for yeah. me, anyway. Yeah. Um, so I like that we that they're back and we're getting more of them. Um, and then this whole Nick Fury thing, the, this space station that he's on, uh, which is populated and run by scrolls. He looks like he's got a new agency that he's in charge of. That, that is that is all scroll agents and 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 honestly well, like what kind of better agent could you have than a shapeshifter yeah. right like scrolls are perfect secret agents and there was this whole population of scrolls from the captain marvel movie who didn't have a home and they were already living on a secret space station in earth orbit um that we found out in that movie so uh, uh you know this actually makes sense that you know he recruits a bunch of them and says just come work for me and this can be your home still um and this space station looks like um, something that happens in the comics as well during Secret Invasion in the Marvel Comics, which is uh, Nick Fury starts a new organization, leaves S.H.I.E.L.D. behind. S.H.I.E.L.D. is, is for protecting Earth, but now he needs a new organization to protect to protect from cosmic threats, especially after the events of Endgame. Mm-hmm. And this, this organization in the comics is called S.W.O.R.D. Right. Instead of shield, and I'm I'm sorry I I don't remember what sword stands for S W O R D. You can probably Google it and find out pretty quickly. Um, but um, this is basically this new version of shield that protects the earth from cosmic threats. And they are based in a space station in the comics. And the space station in the comics looks just like the space station that we get in this post credit scene. So it seems pretty clear that they're telling us that this is what's happening. That 
that Nick Fury has started sword yeah. at some point, probably a long time ago, because you know they had to build the space station. So probably they probably started working on this back after the events of Captain Marvel in the nineties. Hmm. I, I hope we'll find out. I hope I hope they'll extrapolate on that later. Yeah. Um, but all of this just very exciting for for the next phase of the MCU. We see where we're going now. Yeah. Um, we have this this new space based organization that Fury's in charge of. Uh, we have this new reality for Spider-Man. Yes, he has grown up and taken the mantle of hero on, but at the same time, he's faced with this new danger of the entire world knows who he is, yep. and now all of his family and friends are in danger from that. Um, uh, and scrolls, 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 scrolls. Yep. So, um, are scrolls going to be the new Thanos? Like uh, they started teasing Thanos in Phase One very early, right? right? And and we knew for like ten years that we were moving towards the Thanos. So I'm wondering, are we going to get that again, right? Are we going to get, okay, this is what we're spending the next 10 years working towards, or are they going to do it differently? Are we just going to go story by story and kind of break it up more and not, and not be all on the same track as much? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see yeah. how this is going to go. But my instinct is that scrolls are the new Thanos. We've been, we've been revealed that they are crucial to whatever's going on now in the MCU. Um, and I think that my hunch is it's just a prediction, but going forward, we're going to start to find out, yeah, there's bad scrolls too. There's bad agents in this organization and all over earth and secret war, secret invasion basically is what we're about to get. We're going to, you know, the war against the scrolls and, and who is, who can we trust? Who is their real version and who has been replaced by a scroll? Right. It bec- becomes like the big um, plot driver of uh, this era in my mind. All right. So uh, what's your what's your score? My score for this movie, uh, I'm gonna. It's really high for me. I want to give it. Uh, let's give it a nine. Let's okay. give it a, all the way to a nine. I was gonna say eight point five, but I, 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 I really do. Like I say. Um, it's one of the best spider movies, definitely one of the best, maybe the best live action spider movie ever made. I, I don't know. Spider-Man two, same Raimi Spider-Man two is so great. I, I don't, I'd have to see it again probably and, and get an idea uh, of whether I think one is better than the other, but right. they do feel like a, like at least equivalent. Um, and, um, this one feels better because it's got all this MCU stuff tied in with it at the same time, which is also powerful. So, uh, yeah, I'm giving this a nine and, um, I, I, among Spider-Man films, it's definitely either my second or third favorite, you know, into the Spider-Verse is my favorite. Um, Mm -hmm. it's not, not live action though, but, um, you know, Spider-Man two, Sam Raimi and this one are close to being tied for my favorite live action Spider-Man film of all time. Okay. How about you? Um, uh, I was leaning towards uh, an eight point five. So yeah, that's where that's where I'm sitting right now. But yeah, no, and, I I really enjoyed it. I feel like um, it was probably like up there with um, with Homecoming. Uh, I'm with you on part two. That's still probably my favorite Spider-Man film. Um, into Into the uh, Spider Verse was amazing as well. Um, I don't even remember what I would what I gave that. I feel like I feel like I gave that one probably like a nine. To tell you the truth, um, yeah, yeah. No, I really, yeah. really, really enjoyed that film as well. So yeah, no, I'm gonna sit with a. I'm gonna I'm gonna say eight point five. Cool. So we both loved Spider Man Far From Home. Oh, yeah. Everybody, run out and go see it. 
uh, you're going to have a great time. And the long drought uh, after Endgame and Game of Thrones is officially over. I'm I'm calling it. Uh, great movies are back. Uh, go back to the theater and and love Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, I guarantee you will. Absolutely. <laughs> so, with that being said, I think we need to wrap up, uh, brother. Unless you have anything else you want to add about um, Spider-Man? No, I think I'm good. Um, yeah, no, I think I'm good. Um, we're gonna definitely... come. We're gonna come back. We're gonna come back soon with uh, a special episode. Uh, we're gonna do uh, the possessed toy possessed special. Toys, yes. Right. Uh, we're gonna review Toy Story Four, uh, Child's Play. Reboot. And, and Annabelle. Yeah, I still haven't seen yeah. Annabelle. That's the only one I haven't seen yet. Yeah, but, me uh, too. Me too. Me okay, too. But, so, but but that but that's what's coming up for content wise for us. Yeah. So yeah. look look for that episode twenty one. But uh, as far as episode twenty goes, um, you know what? I, I think uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you think, Janet? Um, I don't know. We'll, let's ask her. That's the end. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I guess it is. <laughs> So, uh, that's all for episode 20. Thanks for listening. Uh, as always, my name is Jeremy Dove. My name is Kevin Evans. So just chill till the next episode. Follow us on Twitter at too old for this pod. Spelled with a two and a four, the way 90 graphics do it. And like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash too old for this podcast. Again, spelled with a two and a four.